Carefully mark the radio dial setting at MotorCityGaming.com. Do not use your phone. It must be reserved for vital emergency messages so that you can receive official news and civil defense instructions on the Conrad frequency used in your area. Your life may depend on this. The last line of defense in major gaming news. Gamezilla Alpha. Prepare to take shelter and obey instructions instantly. This is the underground resistance. Join the Alpha Force. This is the plan to help you and others who need you. A plan to live, to work, and fight as did your forefathers. Now, let's check the plan together step by step. Gamezilla Alpha. Welcome to Gamezilla Alpha, where we put the P in Oddcast. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we also put the D in Pocast. <laughs> oh, man, you caught me off guard. <laughs> I really thought you were going to go, we put the P in P. That's just a typical jazzy line. Well, welcome to episode 29 of Gamezilla Alpha. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, PP Head, Jazzy Middle. <laughs> gotcha, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I bet you didn't see that one coming. That was It was too much, man. <laughs> well... Every once in a while, you you just pull one out that's just <laughs> magical. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but good job, good yeah. job. Also, Woo. we put the P in podcast. <laughs> we put the P <laughs> in podcast. <laughs> it's not a bad slogan, actually. Not a bad slogan. I didn't even say podcast though. I said we put the P in podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I get it. I get what you're doing there. Yeah, I just did it right. Uh, oh my God! Anyway, anyway, this is an opinion-based show, and any way I do it is right. And then the D was podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, podcast. <laughs> yeah, you put those together, you get Petey. <laughs> He's my new friend. Anyways, uh, you want to let everybody know why this episode even exists? Yeah, this episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you want early access. Along with other great perks, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Start your patronage today. And I have Why? a new perk that I'm dropping today. Okay. Today. You don't even know about it, Jazzy. Right now? Yeah, right this second. Okay. There's a new channel in the Discord. What's Discord, you say? It's a community that we've built where gamers from around the world talk about video games every day. It's free to join, and if you are a Patreon member, you get extra perks, like hidden channels that no one else knows about, including the all-new GameZilla Alpha channel. This will be the new channel where you can influence this show even further, uh, suggesting topics, helping us with feedback of certain shows that we're doing, like this one today. We might reach out and try to get some, some actual input from our fan base, but it is a separate channel that is only for patrons, and they get to help influence GameZilla Alpha in many great ways. And you can only get that perk by joining Patreon slash GameZilla Podcast. Because we put the P in Atron! <laughs> if you don't join Patreon, I understand why. It's jazzy, I know. Man, they're joining now because of that. <laughs> if, we get one, if we get one new patron member... In the next, like, I'll give it a two-week window. I'll give you credit for it. Okay. Okay. And it can't be a shell account that you make. 
Okay. <laughs> and it can't be your mom. No. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. I'm out of ideas. <sighs> Perfect. All right. Well, we uh, put the D <laughs> in Iscord. <laughs> You're doing it all wrong, man. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, we're four minutes into this. Can we can we get to the, the topic? So, yep. so Gamezilla Alpha is that one topic opinion based show that we dive into and dissect either a game or a mechanical system that's broken or works great. Maybe an interview with a developer or producer. But today, we wanted to dive into something that's been taking a lot of our time. It's been uh, it's been consuming our lives, and everyone's like, "Oh, great! Here comes another Destiny Two episode." No, I mean, yeah, it involves Destiny Two, but it also involves other things. Okay, so just calm down, calm your tits, just calm it. We are going to get dive into what makes a good raid. Ooh. No, let's fried start, chicken. Let's start with yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. If you raid, if you're gonna yeah. raid, if you're gonna when raid I'm anywhere, you gotta go to Wingstop. The fridge right. at night because right. I'm gaming. I want some fried chicken. <sighs> That's what makes a good raid. Yeah, and Cracker Jacks. Yeah, no, not really. But um, no. But let's let's clarify. What is a raid, Jazzy Fiddle? A raid is when you get a group of people together to infiltrate a specific quest line or area or I did not look up the definition of this. So I'm going to urban dictionary it <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm saying, the basic the basic concept of a raid here it, it's a it's a special mission. It's a special quest that can be uh you know with a group of people, usually a larger group than normal that you're going to take for this quest, and this quest is going to be one of the most difficult things that you could possibly try to do in a particular game. Um, and with that, you usually can also add in some of the best drops, some of the best armor, weapons, materials, whatever it is that the game uh, involves is going to be included in that raid. It's going to be the only way that you can you know, get some of the best stuff outside of everything else that's going on in the world of Warcraft or Destiny 2 or Guild Wars or Star Wars Old Republic, whatever it is when you're thinking MMO, RPG, you know, whatever it is. So, Raid, often used with MMORPGs and involves players banding together to succeed at a common goal, such as taking over territory, killing an opposing faction, or most commonly, most commonly killing a big, scary internet monster that drops coveted items. So basically what I just said. Also, a totally <laughs> super awesome bug slash ant killer. Okay. So that, that was Urban Dictionary? Yeah. Okay, there you go. There's a, the official definition, which was very close to my custom definition. But we wanted to dive into what makes a good raid. And the reason this got brought up to me, the reason I came up with, with this episode was... I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2, and I've been playing a lot of the Leviathan Raid, which is our first raid to come to Destiny 2. Now, I've played every raid in Destiny 1, and I've played raids in other games too. But I found myself thinking about this raid, and basically the question I was asking myself was, do I like this or do I hate this? Like, I couldn't actually decide... Um, 
how I felt about this raid. And it, the reason was is because it's so different than other raids that I've played. And it may, it may be bringing it up to Jazzy, and I, and I knew Jazzy had World of Warcraft background so that he could speak into raids even in, a, in a, an additional way uh, than how I was looking at it. And here we are, episode 29. Um, so let's, let's talk about this a little bit. We know what a raid is, and right now I'd say the most popular raid that's out there uh, currently that's being played on the regular is this Leviathan raid. And... I think why, you know, my description of this raid, why I feel so odd about it, I have two, two reasons. One, it's not linear at all in the sense of how you beat the raid. It, I mean, it kind it, I guess it's technically there's a linear path, but the overall concept is you have this location that you travel to. And when you get there, there's a center room. A center courtyard, we'll call it. And you have to... There's four doors. And you have to access the different rooms from the different doors. And if you're going to do this t the technically the correct way, you would go to that courtyard, d do what you need to do to open a door, go in, complete that room, come back out to the courtyard, repeat the same thing to open a different door. And just keep doing that until you open all four doors and you beat all four rooms. Mm -hmm. Now, the room rotation changes every week. So it's not the same doors in the same pattern. It changes. So it's, it's an ever, not evolving, but it's an ever-changing raid at the same time. The, the weird thing about it for me was it was the first time where I felt like the raid was fragmented. It was like I could go in, do a room, quit for the night, and come back and worry about the second room next. You know, It didn't feel like the old Destiny raids where it was like you start at point A and you're driving to point B and yes, there's checkpoints along the way, but it was a path. It was a straight path. And that was, so that was my first point. It just was laid out weird, right? Second was the involvement of my team. And so obviously raids are important and you always want you always need a good team. You always need to make sure your team can do what they need to do within, you know, the mechanics of the room and and just making sure that maybe they're even capable of jumping. In case you run into a jumping puzzle, you don't want someone that can't make it through. But in the old stuff that I've done, you know, D1, Destiny 1, if you got into that, you know, the some of the tough parts, you could get half of your team through and you could try to carry some of your team. And I feel like in this raid, and I don't mean you could carry them through the whole raid. There was, there'd eventually get to the point where you had to have yeah. a team, but, but you could, you could move. And this raid felt different in the sense that every individual was very important. And if you had one person that would just keep dropping, you know, their, their duty, both, you know, figuratively and literally <laughs> dropping their duty and just crapping the bed, then you would have, uh, you know, you'd, you'd have to wipe, basically. It'd be a restart. And, you know, I started playing with some of our clan and trying, and, and there's a lot of learning going on for all of us, trying to learn the rooms, understand what our, what our jobs were and how to do those jobs. Uh, and a lot of failure. And progression, you know, and to the point where we started to actually complete rooms and and get loot, hopefully. But 
you know, then I started to run with some people I didn't know, you know, as well, and I was learning and going. And the thing I noticed is that in this raid, there's no room for error. There's no, there's literally no room for error from from the courtyard from the very beginning of the courtyard to any room you go into. The full six team members have to be on point. You can't have a straggler in the dog room. Mm-hmm. You can't have uh, a weak point in the courtyard that allows enemies to steal your um, staffs. You can't go into the bathhouse and not have a single person that doesn't know how to rotate and, and defend. You're, you can't do any room without the full squad. And I thought it was really cool. Like, my initial thoughts, I was like, this is so different. This is so, it feels so refreshing. And it feels good. And then I spent two weeks trying to beat the raid and I couldn't beat the raid mm-hmm. because one person just kept having some sort of failure, right? And it wasn't the same person. It would rotate around, right? So like it didn't, it's not like I'm putting blame on anybody, but it was frustrating because I'm like, we're, we have this. We know what to do. We just, there's no room for error and I'm getting so frustrated. Now, finally, I beat the raid and you know, I felt really good about it. And now we're going back through again, trying to help other people learn the raid and get through it again. But I was interested in bringing you on board to talk about your raid experience and wow, and how maybe we can look and, and now you do have some um, experience in the Leviathan raid in Destiny yeah, 2. So I guess my, you know, by the end of this episode, I want to look at Leviathan raid and say, is it the best raid the desk that Bungie has ever made or technically is it the worst raid that Bungie has ever made and I guess we can also say you know could it fall in, in the middle mm-hmm. I don't think it does I think it's unique enough that it, it deserves either the credit as wow this is genius or it's too much yeah the thing that I like about it that I think differs from everything that we did as far as rating in Destiny 1 is it forces you to have that six-player team that is all on point. Like you said before, you can't get the one or two stragglers on a team that we can, you can carry through. It just doesn't happen. Like People have to do their jobs or you wipe and you don't beat it. And I think the difference between from what I've seen in I haven't beat the raid yet, but I've beat two out of the four rooms and have put a good amount of time in on um, the raid boss, well, the final one, Callus. Callus. So you've I seen keep... you've seen three rooms. You've beat two, and then the only room you haven't seen is the. I've seen all the rooms. Oh, okay. I haven't technically beat Bathhouse. Oh, okay, yeah. And um, Callus. Yeah. Um, but I've beat the other two. I've beat Dogs, and I beat Gauntlet. And the thing that each of these rooms does differently from Destiny One that I feel is unique. And forces your team to actually be a full team is it separates you. In Destiny 1, a lot of the raids were, hey, you're in a room and here's the boss. And yeah, you have to go to this pillar. You have to go to behind this rock or you have to you know get this buff and then whatever. But you're all there. You can all kind of cover each other and shoot across the room and pick up ads and do this stuff. And you're all in a circle or you're all jumping across these certain platforms. You're all in the same room. In a lot of these rooms in Destiny 2's Leviathan Raid, they separate you. 
hey, three of you have to go into the void, or three of you have to go into the back wall to run, and three of you have to go here and do this while the other three do this. So you don't have the ability to have a bunch of coverage to pick up the slack for these people. It's like you have a job here, here, and here, and you're not going to get any help because the other three people that were helping you before this phase are now gone. Yeah, and I felt like that was a plus to me. That was that was a uh, you know a a good thing about this raid was everyone actually had an important role. You, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't like the only time in the entire raid other than the courthouse or the courtyard where you're just everyone's fighting ads at that point, right? But everything else, you have a job and then you go kill ads, you go kill bad guys, right? And so the only time is in Callus. You have that one person that's on ad duty in in the uh, in the throne room during the uh, shadow realm or the or the void realm uh, section. And so, like for me, it's like everyone's like, okay, I'm in charge of punching the cyan if it doesn't get called out. I'm in charge of collecting pollen, or I'm up top in charge of crystals, helping people get the pollen, or I'm rotating in the bathhouse. There's, you know, gauntlet. I'm either I'm either in charge of the pedestals. I'm in charge of the scions and shooting ads and, and and activating the trigger. Or I'm a runner running around a ring. Like everyone has something to do. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't always have that. Like all right, we're bringing the new guy through, so he's just going to be an ad an ad killer through the whole raid. Exactly. You know, and like I'm not saying all the old Destiny raids. Like I I go back and I think a Taken King raid, and I know like there was the uh, room right before War Priest where. Everyone had to rotate, you right. know. But but tec- think of the bosses in that raid. Technically, war priest, you could have somebody on ad duty, and then the bullet sponge, I call them. You technically could have somebody on ad duty, right? The sisters, you technically could have somebody on ad duty, and right. then Oryx himself, you actually you have people on ad duty, right? But do you you know what's but see here's the interesting thing that you just brought up that I, that I was going to bring up next is that you just named off. Four bosses in that raid. Mm-hmm. There's only one boss in this new raid, realistically. Right. In fact, there's entire rooms that are part of the raid that you got to complete that don't even have a boss. There's yeah. not technically a boss. It's just ads and then a ob- objective. And I thought that was it, it. Gave it built up so that when you got to that that last guy being callous. It felt like he was the boss, you know? And yeah, you had the dog room where you had to worry about dogs and, and gauntlet. They, they Ga- seem like big ads, though. Yeah, but gauntlets were just, you had you had a few ads, a puzzle. and it was a puzzle. And then bathhouse is rotation with ads, and then uh, destruction of property, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, I it's weird, because you go from a Taken King um, it, with the Oryx raid, which had War Priest... Um, I forgot what Bullet Sponge's name it's was. It's like Golgoroth. 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 Yeah. Um, and you had the 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 sisters, the the wizards, mm-hmm. and then you had Oryx. And so, like, that's an interesting take too. Is that I had four big like monsters to defeat here, where I had one over here, and it doesn't necessarily make one or the other better. They both work, and I almost think Leviathan has more intricate functionality uh, than than the Taken King raid did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean go ahead, continue with your with your statement here. Is that yeah, I do agree with you. Everyone has a has a role in the new raid. Mm-hmm. 
And the the reason for me why I think that I like the Leviathan raid better than any raid that Destiny 1 did is it brings me back to when I used to raid on games like World of Warcraft, where World of Warcraft did technically have like like mini bosses, and then there was a major boss in the raid, but it was a lot of like working together, and everybody had a role, and everybody had a job to do, and if you didn't do your job, you could wipe the whole team. And in WoW, it was a lot more unique in the fact that it, it wasn't six people, it was ten, minimum. Then you could do a 20, a 40, and then you could even get, like, groups of people together to, like, raid the oppos- the, the opposition. So, like, the Horde could go raid the Alliance Stormholds, and the Alliance could go raid the, the storm ho- Stormholds, the Strongholds, I mean. And you could get groups of, like, 100-plus people together to do that. And trying to get that many people in unison and giving them a job and making sure that they're doing it so that your team gets buff stacks or your team doesn't get a debuff or your team doesn't activate a rage mode on a boss. Like It felt like that in the Leviathan to me, whereas everybody had a role, and if you didn't do your role, something bad happened. Did it necessarily like wipe your whole thing? For the most part, yes, but not always. Like Yeah, like dogs is a great example is that we try, if we can't beat dogs in one phase... We, we tell everyone to take their dog low, but do not kill your dog. Mm-hmm. Because it, then it, it basically you, is yeah, that rage. if you rage kill one, it. but not the other ones, they gain then more they health, gain more they, health gain, they gain more power, yeah. they get stronger. Right. right. So, so like, we set that up, and then if someone kills their dog, it makes it harder for everybody. It's not necessarily a wipe, but it's going to be harder for everyone the next the next phase. Mm-hmm. That's the, I, I see, now, now, when you bring that up, Leviathan does feel more like a true MMORPG. Than just what de- what Bungie was doing with Destiny One, where sometimes those raids just kind of felt like just super hard mode. Mm-hmm. It was a super hard shooter mode, you know. Like that's what basically what it yeah. was. And that's why I think I like it a lot more than than all of the D One raids. Is that the it felt more like World of Warcraft, and for me, that's raiding. Right. Like like getting people together and having to do a puzzle. And it wasn't like yeah, there was a little mini bosses, okay, but it wasn't like oh, you go in and you shoot this mini boss and you have a unique way you have to kill him and then you go on and then it's like, no, there was like a wings of a you know a floating pyramid and you had to like go through each of these puzzles and, and add groups and like certain parts you, you couldn't you couldn't kill them. So it's like you had to creep the whole team around this way while you were flashing this mirror at something and it, it was just so many unique different like puzzles and ways to get through to this mini boss and then each mini boss was unique in the fact that there was something that everyone in that group had to do in order to activate a damage phase or make sure you didn't get blown up by poison or you know so it was just so unique in the fact that it was very very difficult and you had to be you know cohesive and as a team and if one person was you know slacking behind you really couldn't you really like Okay, yeah, you could have a person that does less damage, and you're not going to kill the boss as, as fast. But if they're not doing their job, you die. Right. Period. <laughs> and I think that's why we can both agree that you know we like Le- Leviathan, right? Um, we're still, I'm still not, we're not at this point in the show where I'm going to sit there and call it the best thing that that Bungie's made. But but I like L- Leviathan because it does give a feeling, a feel of 
MMORPG. And, you know, I, I never really got into World of Warcraft, but I did play plenty of Star Wars Galaxies, uh, Guild, um, Guild Wars 1 and 2, and, and got involved in some raids there. And that's what this reminds me more of, is that I love, like, the first room I ever played in Leviathan was Gauntlet. Okay, and it's this big round room with minimal ads. I'm talking you, each each phase, you're dealing with three, six, nine, eighteen, so about eighteen to twenty ads in your lo- in your spot, mm-hmm. and that's it. They don't spawn after. The rest of it comes down to jumping, listening, you know, shooting targets to open up passageways. And then a runner trying to get from point A to point B before time runs out. And it's just, it's all teamwork. You got one person jumping on platforms, one person uh, eliminating uh, scions so that the, the, the overall run doesn't end. And then moving along with that platform jumper, both shooting targets simultaneously lit while they listen to their runner call, call out a sign so they know what to shoot. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's just that. But it was so much fun. Because I wasn't worried about getting swarmed by ads. I wasn't worried about the bullet sponge boss that, you know, I only had 10 minutes to beat before he got enraged and just killed us all anyways. Like, those are some, like, those can be fun, but it was such a refreshing take on a room for one of, for a Destiny raid where that wasn't the overall concept like every other room had been. And so the gauntlet, I was like, wow, that was really different, you know, and that was the first room. And when we finished it, we went to, like, the next room, and I was like, all right, well, this room reminds me of a, of a Destiny 1 room, and that was the bath that was the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me because of the simple rotation with, with stacks, right? You had, you had so many protection stacks, and then you had to rotate and relieve people so that they could go do it, you know. And, and it reminded me a lot of part of the Oryx raid. But it still was unique enough that it didn't feel like a, a straight copy. But because I played the Oryx Raid, I felt like I clicked into that room faster. But then mm-hmm. when I got to dogs, the dog room, that was unlike anything I had ever done. I was like, this is like a stealth mission. Mm-hmm. This is cool. You know, and I've done both you know, the top and bottom roles. And you know, it's, it's one of my favorite rooms in the raid because it's just so cool. And the funny part is that if you get a team that, that, that listens and is actually able to get plenty of stacks, you can beat it. The dog room can be with the easiest room in the entire raid, but it's just so much fun because you're sneaking around in bushes, waiting for time to, to run around and collect pollen while the people up top are, you know, jumping around these pedestals calling out where for where that team below has to go and it's and they're all in unison they all have to work together and it's just a fun room Mm -hmm. so i mean i i agree with you this that leviathan you know reminds me it's bungie's most successful raid when it comes to actually trying to be what an mmorpg raid is yeah, but the, still being a shooter. Yeah, the thing that I like about it the most is it took the one thing that was very daunting and tedious out of every single boss in Destiny 1, not just the Oryx raid, but every single one, in the fact that until you finally get to the final boss, which is the only boss, there's no damage phase. Right. None. Think about the the four like we were so we're using Oryx as an example, right? So you have the war priest. You get an aura. You go through a damage phase. You pump as much damage as you can. 
rinse, repeat to get to the next damage phase. Pump as much damage as you can. Rinse, repeat, and hopefully you get him down in the next one. Right. Yeah, uh, bullet sponge. Yep. It's just a giant damage phase. Yep. With yep. The, drop an aura down. You gotta damage him. You gotta shoot. You gotta get his back to open. Shoot him in the back. Then you gotta drop a drop a glob to uh, be able to have right. protection, and then yep. jump in it. Another and aura. It. Yep. And then damage phase. Damage yep. phase. So it's always like do something to get protected or buffed, and then shoot the hell out of the boss. Yeah. Sisters. You know, jump around this little thing to get a key so you could put the key on the ground so that you could shoot the boss. Take their force field down and right. put damage into them. Yeah. It, you're right. But in the same thing, though, Leviathan is clever. Okay. Because if you think of Leviathan, you know, the courtyard's not really a room, it's a courtyard. So we just skip past that. But if you go look at Bathhouse, you're technically raising chains that are going to raise those, um, at the end, they're going to raise the uh, lanterns in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you all run to the middle because you all have protection, and you shoot the lanterns until they're all dead. So that means it's kind of a damage phase, but right? But, but, there's, but there's, mecha- there's more mechanics to it. There's more to it to get to that point, so you don't just feel like, you know, hop around, get this, drop down, pop it, go. There's more to it. And then, like, um, you know, Gauntlet, no, you're right. There's nothing. There's it's, no it's, damage it's phase just, at all. It's all. It's, it's a pu- clean, it's clean a jumping pu- and, and puzzle. Yeah, puzzle. And then, um, you know, and then yeah, you're right. Callus obviously has a damage phase, but even even his mechanics of how you get to the damage phase are so fascinating and so unique that you almost kind of forget that you're really you're doing all this to get to a damage phase. It feels like it's a level. It feels like you have to go through this so that mm-hmm. you can shoot him. You know, and and there's still mechanics. In the damage phase. Right, exactly. Before, it was kind of like, drop this bubble, or yeah. or you go to the right. person that has the shield, or you do this, and you stand at a specific point, and you just stand there and fire your weapon, Until and reload it as fast right. as you can, yep. and then fire your weapon. Whereas this, it's like, yeah, you have your damage phase. Okay, we're going to buff the team right now, shoot him, and do as much damage as you can. Oh, crap, he's about to slam down on us. We have to move the right. entire raid yep. to somewhere else. And then pick up and try to do damage again. Right. Keep in mind, while this is going on, you have a ton of ads still coming out that you have to maintain and clean up so that you can even get to where you need to go next. Yeah. So, you know, we're 30 minutes into this show, and we've talked we've talked how Leviathan has the best connections, you know, to to traditional MMORPG raids. You know, I think we I think I can I can sit here and say that that Destiny Two. For as much uh, negative that's going on with this game right now, from its consumable shaders and to its first week with Iron Banner and people just kind of realizing that Destiny 2's PvP is a mess right now, I can sit back and say that the raid side of Destiny 2 is the best that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's the best we've ever seen um, for for this for Bungie coming out of Destiny and realistically coming out of this style of a game. You know, we haven't we don't have a lot of other games that try to be this all in one you know experience like Destiny does. You know, I enjoyed Borderlands, for example, back in the day. Borderlands One, Borderlands Two um, were great games, and they had some, and, and it did have some great. You know, if you want to call them raids, um, some great ability, but you didn't have the MMO side of it. It was either it was local play, 
you know, and eventually they re-released them and you could have online play where you, get, you could get four people together and you could run this game. So there were missions that felt raid-like, you know, that were fun in Borderlands. But this is really, Destiny is special because of this. You know, is it the best shooter in the world? I, I'm not going to sit there and say yes. Is it the best, you know, at anything it does? I don't know, it, but because it tries to do so much. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, you get Call of Duty, and yeah, you get you get your few people that want to play the story mode, but everyone buys, and they go online, and they play Deathmatch, and Deathmatch, and Deathmatch, and, and then the, in, in the other modes that it comes with, too. But Destiny tries to be this story, tries to be this PvP realm, tries to be this raid MM, you know, MMO shooter hybrid. Yeah, it, the it strikes and the yeah, it tries to the, do yeah. so much, and you know, from clans and factions to special uh, trials of the nine and uh, and and uh, Iron Banner, where these these timed timed exclusives come around. That I think that's why Destiny has its pull and it has its popularity and i think for its start of destiny 2 leviathan raid is something that if you haven't tried it or or you or you haven't found a good group to run with and you got frustrated it's so much fun when you do find a group that clicks and you know we always talk about on this show and and the uh, gamezilla podcast show we always talk about the motor city gaming clan and there's plenty of open spots still. So it's a public clan. Anyone's welcome to join. And we play, we, we, whoever's on, feel free to jump into everybody's, each other's games. You know, and that's what we do. And so, you know, um, if you can't find a group to play, find us. We're, we're running, we're making runs at the raid now, multiple groups because we have so many people. So, you know, feel free to, to search out Motor City Gaming and join that, join that Destiny 2 clan and, and be able to enjoy this raid because it is truly unique. It is something that I can't say I've ever played anything like that on a council. Yeah. So in terms of, in terms of raiding, and we've kind of, we've, you've put a lot of time into the Leviathan and you've put a lot of time, you've put time into other raiding type situations or games that have raids in them. What do you think, like, the most important thing and the least important thing is to make a good raid? To you, obviously. You know, a good raid can be different to many people, but, like, in your opinion, what makes a good raid, like, best and worst thing? I mean, for me, on Levi- like, looking at Leviathan and, and comparing it to the other raid that I ran the most um, recent, I mean, in recent time would be the, you know, the um, Taken King, Oryx Raid. And I felt the Oryx Raid, if I had two other good people with me, so three people, we could pull people all the way to the third, there's four acts, we could get them to the third act every, every time with three good people. And I thought that was cool, right? Like I thought I was helping people. And I was, and they were getting gear, but were we really helping them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, I f- and so, like, I don't think we were. But here in Leviathan, I've watched people that came in one night that have never even set foot in Leviathan. And they left three rooms later with the last room checkpoint, just because we ran out of time, and they could run each room. And th- so for me, I thought, mecha- I thought one thing that's important to me is that I like, a, I like the raid... Because every person has a role, like I said, 
But I also like the rage is that we can bring someone in, give them a role, explain to them what they need to do. And for the and yes, we've we've worked with some people that, you know, they just wanted to goof around and they didn't want to take things seriously and it didn't work for them. And that's whatever, right? But for people that honestly wanted to get in and try it, the learning curve was there, but it wasn't too much. And at the same time it was still fun, but it was still challenging. So the balance of this raid was was great. And the fact that everyone gets a role is great. I never felt good bringing someone in, throwing them on my back, and saying, "You just shoot stuff when you see it. Don't worry, we'll get you there." Mm-hmm. Like that never. That's not. That's not a raid, and that's not helping someone. That's yeah. just trying to cheat cheat someone to a higher light level or a higher power level. And so for me, I just I like Leviathan because I feel like you can have an individual come in, they'll get a role, they'll leave. Maybe they're not part of our clan. They'll leave and they'll go tell so many people, be like, oh man, I learned this room. I learned this mechanic. It's really, it's really cool. Like, and then they have the encouragement to maybe bring a group in and try to run it. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I feel like this raid has life and I feel like it grows and I feel like people get, it creates excitement and it creates the want to learn other positions and to learn, you know, which, and there's different strategies too, right? Some people do rooms differently, and so that's so. Then you want to learn, you want to try the different strategies and see which one works better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what that in a raid that feels important to me because I feel that gives a raid longevity. We've seen in raids in Destiny One that you can two man, yeah, and you can run through it in 17 minutes because there's a bunch of you know issues with the raid and loopholes and realistically that raid died very fast. The only time people would run it would be like, I need that trophy or I want that one piece of armor. So let's just run it, beat it real quick and then run it, you know, with our other character, beat it real quick and then run it with our other character and beat it real quick. Right? Like, so that's not like, that's not why you run the raid. I actually like to run the Leviathan raid because I like running the gauntlet. I like getting to the dog room, you know, like, I actually like the mechanics of the raid and I actually want to do the raid and that's that's important. Yeah. I think for me you kind of hit the most important thing like <laughs> hammer on the head of the nail in the fact that in all of the raiding that I've done which would be all of Destiny's raiding uh to date um a majority being the first four five expansions of World of Warcraft and um, some Final Fantasy rating, even, um, is roles and responsibility. Like, you have to go in, and you have to have a specific thing that you need to do, and it's your responsibility, and nobody can really help you with it that much. Like, you have to have everybody working on little pieces of the cog and making it all turn so that you can get to the end goal. And I think that a, a good raid has the ability and the want and the drive to get people to to switch, if not a mechanic itself in the raid, where people have to switch those roles and responsibilities midway through or more than once through, or it just drives people to want to learn the different roles each time they go into that specific fight of the raid um, is really important. So having that be an ever-growing, like, I want to learn this, I want to go do this, or I'm forced to do this, and I can't just go in and do this and be, okay, yep, you're going to sit here and you're going to shoot this puddle because this is what it's going to do for the raid, and that's your job, but that's all you do. Like, I like the change and the growth. And with that being said, I think the worst, like, 
the downfall of a raid is repetition. Like, you can't go in and have 14 rooms in a raid and have anything in those 14 rooms be the same as something in one of the other rooms. You just can't. You can't have... I hate the damage. I, that's why I didn't like a lot of what Destiny 1 had. I hated the damage phase. I loved all the things you had to do in order to get to the damage phase. And then when the damage phase hit, I instantly just got bored. Yeah, especially especially sponges. Like, it'd be different... It, like, it was different for some bosses that, like, felt like they they weren't incredibly just buffed for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Golgoroth was garbage because he was just a giant sponge that you had to pump extra bullets into just, just because. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree repetition is bad, but I hated the rooms that were just clearly, oh, we need to slow this raid down. Let's give him extra HP. All right. And then my last question for you is out of all the raids that you've done ever in anything, what was your favorite one? And, like, what was your feeling when you beat or did not beat it? <laughs> Man. Um, I remember probably probably my favorite is actually pretty recent. And it's just because it's it, because of the reaction and the group I got to run it with. It has to be Axis. It has to be. It was the Rise of Iron expansion, the last expansion for Destiny 1. And it was the last raid for Destiny 1. And it was an okay raid. Like, it, it, obviously, we didn't talk a lot about it today because it it doesn't have the it doesn't stand in my my top. Th- I guess it's in my, for Destiny. It's my top three, but it doesn't stand in my top raids of all time. But I remember dr- bringing a team through that was all Motor City Gaming, fa- you know, fans and team members, and teaching them room by room how we were going to get there. And we finally got to that last room, and you know, you had to fight the final form of Axis, this giant, you know, SIVA-infested robot-fallen creature thing, right? And we tried and tried and failed and failed and just, you know, it, it, frustrating and people yelling at each other and just like... And then we had this run and we did, you know, it went really well. We we screwed up a whole cycle where we had to waste a we had basically four phases before you have to wipe. We had to waste an entire phase because of because of a mess up. And I remember we got to the our that it, it was it. We, we just had to put damn it was last phase, put everything you have into this guy. There's no pillar left. It's it's all or nothing. We're either going to get this or we're all going to wipe and this guy's going to have one hit point and we're going to lose our minds. And I'll never forget I thought we wiped it was that close. It was just, it was split seconds. And it was chucking grenades and throwing anything that we could. I mean, if I could have ripped my boot off and throw it at, at this boss, I would have. And, like, he he goes down, but the screen's so red that I thought for sure... Sorry, I'm beeping here. I thought for sure that I, um... That we lost. And that's mm-hmm. when the the all the alerts pop... And everything, you know, everything starts popping. The chest opens, you know, uh, appears in front of us. And everyone starts screaming. Everyone is just losing their minds. And just that moment, that moment of completion and just happiness that we did it with our squad is something that, like, I always remember. It was just, it was, like, 
screaming in the microphone, just yelling uh, nothing. It was complete, complete gibberish. Um, you know, and then just, I don't know, like, you know, and then it's like, okay, cool. We're done. We got to, we got to move on. But that moment was just so special because literally it was down to the last second. It was the last second that we had and we did it together. We fought through mistakes. We fought through and, and, and we're able to complete it, you know, and that's why you'll hear me a lot of times say, I like to, I like to run it with friends and, 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 you know, people that mean something to me. Mm-hmm. And we always, we, we say everybody that listens to the show, and like everybody's our friend. Like if you reach out to us and you interact with us, we, you're a friend. Like I'm not saying, saying like I have to run it with Jazzy. Right. But I don't want to, I don't go to looking for group. You know, I don't do that stuff. I want to run it with people that I have interacted with or that one of you have interacted with, right? And then I get to, you know, meet them. That's how I enjoy it, and it's because those moments that happen like that, it's just so rewarding versus just playing with randos and then, like, you beat it, and then they just, like, disappear because they log off and they go on to their next group, you know? And, yeah, that that's one that I can remember so so fondly. And and I had plenty when I was younger with Star Wars Galaxies when, when we actually made it all the way to become Jedi before you could just start as a Jedi. You actually right. had to earn your way you to be a Jedi. Jedi yep. And, like... We'd be hiding in the middle of nowhere because bounty hunters would be hunting us every day of our life. And it was like, man, this is super shitty. And finally just gearing up a bunch of Jedi and saying, screw it. We're going into the city. You know, we're going to take back what's ours. And, you know, raiding raiding an entire, like, faction of bounty hunters and, and Sith lords and stuff like that. Um you know, there's nothing like it that's ever happened before. Like, I've played Guild Wars, and I even played the old Republic and everything, but, like, Star Wars Galaxies, before before they ruined that game and just let everybody be whatever they want, um, it was unique. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, I think, for me, the, <laughs> the, um, the raid you're talking about in Destiny was... Yeah, you were part one, of that, right? Was, yeah, was was one of the top raids that I've done too. I'm not gonna put it at my top, um, just because of another one that I'll tell you about after this. But the thing that was so special about that, and I think I want to reiterate again in case people didn't catch it, is nowadays with raiding, you the raid drops, and then you're like, all right, everybody go watch YouTube and find out what to do so that we can go in and beat this raid. We didn't do any of that. We no, told the people yeah, we were going true, in with, true. we're going to learn the raid by trial and yep. error. And you're we went right. in there and and did everything from scratch, not knowing how to do anything. Yeah, we weren't, racing to, be, yeah. We weren't racing to be world first, but we wanted to act like we were. I And I remember like the, the first one of the first rooms when we finally figured out like we got a kit TV that has the has the symbol on it, and then figuring out the pattern of the rooms that we had to run to before he killed us all. I mean, we wiped that we wiped that room so many times. Yeah, probably hundred plus times. But when easy. we beat that room, it felt so awesome. Yep. And yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. That you know, and we had started trying to do that with Taking King, and we went away from it, and we and we made that 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 when that next raid came, though, we're like, let's run this scratch from from the start. Yep. For me, though, the the best raid that I've ever done, it was the Ice Crown Citadel, which would have been in the Lich King of World of Warcraft, which was their third expansion, I believe. We got through all 
every, all of the, the mini bosses were on to, you know, beat all the different wings and the different, you know, trials that we had to get to. And we're, we're finally towards the end and we have to defeat Syndragosa, the ice dragon, which is the basically like right hand mini boss, second boss before you get to go fight Arthas, the Lich King, right? And we would get together as a group in, in our guild. We'd have our, our guild go, and it's a 10-man raid, so we'd get 10 people on. And it was once to twice a week. We would get on for about four to six hours a night, depending on how long people could stay on. And we must have put hours upon hours once to twice a week, five to six hours at a pop for five to six months on Syndragosa because we just could not get her down. We would always finally get to the next phase and then we'd, we'd die and then finally get to the next phase and then something else would go wrong. And then it's like, all right, we would rock through the first two phases and then the third one we're doing really good and it's like, oh, the crap, this is, we messed this up. And then it's like, then you'd go back and it's like, then your first phase is all messed up again. And you're like, why? We've done this a hundred times. Why are we? Why are we doing bad on this? But now we could do the second, third phase fine, but we can't get past the first phase. Like, what's going on, guys? And just, you know, frustrations and and going back and forth. And I remember finally the night that we beat Cindergosa, and the whole like, we used Ventrilo, so the whole vent chat, silent. Like normally you beat a boss and you're all pumped up. You're like, yeah, fuck, we beat it. Oh my god. Nobody said a word for a good 30 to 40 seconds in Ventrilo because <laughs> we were all just shocked, shocked <laughs> that we finally, after five or six months, four to six hours twice a week, beat Cindragosa. And we're just like, <clears throat> just silent. And then everybody's like, <coughs> finally, we had like our, our leader at the time, our, our raid leader. I was like the assistant raid leader. So I'm, I don't know what really to say. And then the raid leader finally steps in after about 30, 40 seconds of, of uh, you know, just pure silence and goes, congratulations, guys. Now let's go kill the final boss. <laughs> and it was just this, like, oh, the shocking moment where it was like, we just had this, like, holy crap, we did it. And, like, I'm, like, you know, fake fist pumping in the air and, like, shaking and, like, heavy breathing because I'm like, oh, my God, we finally did it. And then it's like... 30 to 40 seconds of just this just glory is the only way I could put it. Like, glory. <laughs> Soaking it we in. We finally got this down. And then the the guild leader or the raid boss at the time was just like, all right, well, now let's go do something harder. So we were able to end up and, and go fight the Lich King. He was actually easier for us to, to beat. It did take us a while, but not nearly as long as Sindragosa. But, um, oh, my gosh. It's just... I think just the sheer time that I put into that raid, it was like there was there was points where I, we were like knew these guild members that were running this raid better than we knew our friends. Right in yeah. real life, it was kind of like, oh hey Razor, happy birthday! I know it's your birthday because we're best friends now. I've been hanging out with you for the last four months, like right. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. exactly. And that's but, it. Um, that's MMORPGs. You can you can put so much time into those. So. Yeah, just that was just oh, I love that moment. I loved yeah. it. Well, let us know what your favorite moments were in maybe a raid or another. Just you know something you completed that was very difficult in video games. You can join the Discord. It's free. You just go to MotorCityGaming.com, hit that Join MCG Discord button right on the homepage, and talk with gamers from around the world every day. 
Um, that about wraps this episode up. You know, what makes a good raid? I think it's roles and responsibilities along with unique mechanics. Mm-hmm. That that don't you don't feel like repetition. You don't feel the repeats. You don't feel like this boss is obnoxiously strong and just requires a lot of bullets just because, um, you know. And I think that's why Leviathan has a special place uh, on the raid list uh, as the most recent one of the most recent raids to be released here in in gaming. And you know, if you're stru- if you're struggling enjoying Destiny. Because of the imbalances in PvP, because of some of the other shortcomings, the raid is something that you should experience. The raid is something that you should put some time and effort into because I think you'll find the uniqueness and honestly, you'll feel bungee. Like the bungee that everyone looks for and hopes every time they do something, it's in Leviathan. Like there's there's some true real bungee development and design. In, in that raid. And that's what I think why I like it so much is that it feels like real Bungie. It feels like old school Bungie. So, um, you know, yeah, enjoy it. Let us know your favorite raids. Let us know uh, what you like and dislike about some of these raids. It's all going down in the Discord, or you can hit us up on social media, Motor City Gaming, uh, pretty much everywhere, except Twitter. I think we're still gaming in Detroit because someone took our name. But it is what it is, so... Yeah, and if you if you haven't really had the chance to play a game that has a raid function, or you don't really know what raiding is, and you'd like to try it, um, currently with Destiny Two, uh, place we're playing on PlayStation Four. So mm-hmm. yep. join the MCG clan on PlayStation Four. We'll be happy to, you know, friend you up and and get you into the raid so you can kind of experience it. And finding a group of people like uh, what Grim was saying earlier, where we can enjoy teaching and showing people the mechanics and showing them the different ways to go about doing the raid and the different roles and responsibilities and not just giving you the same thing over and over again. We like to put people on, okay, hey, this time you're going to be the runner and this time you're going to shoot the crystal. We, like, we want everybody to learn and experience as much of the raid as they can. Yeah. And then finding that group of people anywhere. Like if you're still heavy into WoW, we don't have a lot of people still heavy into WoW here in the MCG community, but finding that group of people that can, you know, teach and show you through a raid and will take the time. Like raiding is honestly one of the most exhilarating, mind numbing, <laughs> frustrating, <laughs> yes. but fun things I have ever done in video games. Yeah, exactly. But all right, well, uh, this has been episode 29 of GameZilla Alpha. You can listen to it every Sunday on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and, of course, MotorCityGaming.com. Uh, if you are a patron, then you get early access, like, right now. It's going to go live. You're going to be able to listen to it because you're a patron. And if you want to become a patron and get that early access and get that access to private channels in the Discord, then you want to head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast and start your patronage today. And as we always say, uh, we want to thank our patrons because this show exists. The Alpha show exists because of you. This is the this is the baby show uh, next to our main show, Gamezilla Podcast, which airs every Monday night on twitch.tv slash Gamezilla Podcast, and then uh, available via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, and everywhere else Tuesday morning. Uh, but this is our secondary show that we like to have our little opinions, and sometimes people hate them and disagree with us, and other times it starts a, an awesome conversation in the Discord. We're, that's what we're here for. 
But if you don't like current gaming, there's always an option that Jazz is going to tell you about. You can uh, listen to the Red Legend of Retro podcast, which talk about all the old shit. <laughs> which Jazz doesn't care about. <laughs> which I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I have my gems that I like. I'm just not super into everything. But these guys are, and they could tell you about everything, and they'll give you a reason why you should go back and you know pick up your older consoles and systems and you know, plug them in and play those games that you loved playing as a child. And they release every Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, starts with a T, a day with a T. It's probably Thursday. It's Thursday. (laughs) On all the same great places that you can listen to this podcast. Yeah. And if uh, you don't want to rewind us and listen to where you can find a certain thing, it's simple. Go to MotorCityGaming.com and you will find everything that we do right there, uh, including our blog and all of our social media links. So thanks for hanging out with us this week. We will see you next week. And until then, game game on. on. And remember, we put the S in D-Tiny.